This episode of Blue Shirts Breakaway is brought to you by you, the fans. That's right. Go to patreon.com slash blue shirts breakaway today to get access to our ad free episodes, BSBOT midweek episodes, and nonsense, our Discord, and a ton of Greg extra bonus episodes that he does for no reason. Uh, today we have our friend Fitz on. Talk about the Kings win. He came on minutes after the Kings win last night. Awesome. Recording with him, as always. We talk about the Leafs. What about the Leafs? And much more. Team seems to be still good, despite the Capitals' loss. So without further ado, let's get to the show. Here's Mark Messier. Hi, everybody. It's Mark Messier. And you're listening to Blue Shirts Breakaway, the number one Rangers podcast. Welcome to the Week of the Wishers Breakaway. I am your host, Ryan Mead. I'm here with my co-host, Greg Kaplan. Uh, Quick Douglas? Very good. Greg, say hello. <laughs> Quick what, what, what Douglas? There to say? His middle name's Who's Douglas? Who's Douglas? So why'd you go Quick? last name, middle name, first name? Is that Dyslexia? What, what, what? <laughs> <laughs> I can't read or speak. Are, are we all of a sudden um, hardcore members of the Chinese people? Because don't they go... Last name, family I, name, uh, first name? I think so, because uh, it's Otani Shohei, correct? That's also Japanese. Well, totally that's also different. Japanese, so I don't, totally think, I don't think that's true. But I I believe it's like Xi Jinping or whatever his fucking name is, and I'm pretty sure she is the family name. Sure, I have no clue. Anyway, the New York Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when we last left our heroes, they had uh, won a couple games, especially against the Sharks. The Sharks, by the way, suddenly fun and good. Well, that's weird. Really and, good. They yeah. pulled shit off last night against Vegas, too. Got it to OT. Strange. They're, they're, the Rangers' win against the Sharks is looking better and better as time goes on. It's, it's really strange how that, that comes. Like, hey, the Sharks supposed to be a walkover team, and then all of a sudden they beat the Islanders and do all this other crazy shit and look good all of a sudden. Beat the Devils, too, by the way. Just saying. Yeah, oh, yeah we're dangerously close to do we have to say nice things about David Quinn territory again? We do not. Um, so we can move on. Uh, but since then, the Senators beat the living hell out of the Rangers after the Rangers scored two goals. Uh, dangerous, most dangerous lead in hockey. They lost 6-2. Awesome. In a game in an arena that was mostly lifeless. Then they put, played the Capitals over the weekend, lost 4 nothing in an absolute, I mean, misery loss where they were looking forward to this Kings game, clearly. Uh, and then the Kings game. Uh, a rowdy ref show where the refs took over for the most part. Mika's been got a misconduct. I still, I can't even imagine what he said to the ref. Uh, I think there were nine penalties or something like that in the span of three minutes. And uh, the Rangers win 4-1. There you go. We're back. The vibes are back. I've been, I've been thinking about the Capitals game a lot more in the last probably, I don't know. How long has it been since you and I talked? 18 hours? Something like that. No, a little not less. even. 12? Yeah, yeah, 12 hours. So I was thinking, I was thinking about that Capitals game a little bit more because we, you and I specifically, but all fans have this tendency where we make the New York Rangers the focus of whatever angle, whatever narrative that we are trying to find. We we try to think of everything from the Ranger perspective, and that makes perfect sense. That's the team we cover. It's the team we root for. It's the team we talk about the most. From the Capitals' perspective, the Peter Laviolette return. If you're a player on the Capitals, you just suffered through. An absolutely miserable season. Miserable. Which resulted in your coach being fired. Definitely seemed like Laviolette lost the room a little bit towards the end. So we're dealing with guys, frankly, they may not hate Peter Laviolette, but they would be happier to see him suffering. And instead, what do they and instead what do they get? They get nothing but stories about how the New York Rangers are the surprise story 
of the NHL season, how Peter Laviolette has changed the entire culture in the locker room. Rangers are the best team in the Metro, have the most wins in the Metro. You go down the list, and it's just Peter Laviolette flowers after flowers after flowers about how great this guy is. And you're sitting in the Capitals locker room. You're Tom Wilson. You're Alex Ovechkin. You're all these guys that were there last year having to deal with this fucking guy's shit. And now he's apparently the greatest thing since sliced bread. Yeah, that 4 nothing loss starts making a lot of sense for me from that standpoint, where these guys just collectively say, fuck him, he's not winning this game. I mean, you add that in, and plus the the entire locker room knew that Jonathan Quick was going to be playing the Kings and wanted that win probably more than anybody on earth. Uh, and, and combine that to look ahead where everyone's trying to go back to Peter. I, I look, we had some people on that, that covered the Capitals. Uh, when we tried to learn more about Peter Laviolette, did not seem like he was well liked towards the end there, especially Kuznetsov. I think he hated his ass in a lot of ways, a lot of ways. So you're right, there was a lot of fire behind that, and the sports trope narrative continues to be like the, one of the strongest things in on Earth history. It just is sports curses and sports tropes are so real and so powerful, and they continue to to trump everything else I know in my life. Also. While we're talking about what was supposed to happen in the last week, let, let's take listeners behind the curtain a little bit here. I'm going to start this out by saying we love Dangle. Great dude. Been on the excited, show multiple times. Excited for him to come back on the show. I don't know if you guys heard. Something was going on in Toronto towards the end of the week, yes. which all of a sudden ate up a lot of Steve's time, which is why Steve is not on today's podcast. And we called in Fitz for essentially an emergency session. I think the Otani thing went about as Toronto as it possibly could have. Do you agree or disagree? I uh, could the media in Toronto handle covering two teams. You got to think of them. Like, <laughs> could they could they actually cover the Leafs and the Blue Jays? And that's hard to think about. <laughs> and uh, that uh, listen, heaven forbid they ever cover. I believe the Toronto Argonauts are the CFL team. Sure, There's, I mean the Raptors. They, I mean. Kawhi, oh, and then I forgot they had a That's my point. That's my point. point uh, poor, poor Toronto. You really got a feel for Toronto. You don't. You, do, you, you don't at all. Apparently, and we'll never know if this is true, their, their offer was close to the Dodgers. Feels like that's a lie. This is, this is my favorite season where is, everyone can straight up lie about whatever they want to say. Of, they could say they offered more than the Dodgers. What's going to stop them? Otani's not going to come out and be like, that's a lie. Their agent's not going to come out and be like, that's a lie. The Dodgers don't probably know, so they're not going to say that's a lie. This is easily my favorite season where Brian Cashman is notorious for this. And I'm, I don't mean to pile on Yankee fans, but I'm going to pile on him right now. You got one soda. Settle the fuck down. Uh, Brian Cashman would always be like, listen, we were in the room. And what more could you ask for? I don't know. Sign the fucking guy. That's usually the thing you can ask for. The thing I asked for is the thing I wanted. That's kind of how that works. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, uh, prayers to Dangle and the Steve Dangle Podcast Network because that is a hashtag rough one. Good content for two weeks, but could have been good content for 10 years. So that sucks. I do, I do appreciate. I made the joke early Friday morning when it seemed like he was signing with the Blue Jays where I said, I will wait patiently for the first person to make the, the Blue Jays have signed Shohei Otani. What does this mean for William Nylander's free agent column? And within two hours, Wyshynski made the joke, and I was like, good, as long good. as I was before that guy. That's a, as long as I have that W. Uh, and I will say there, there would have been serious columns about that for a long time. Yeah, a no long sh- time. No, no shit. Listen, I'm not saying Steve Simmons voting for Jose Bautista on his Hall of Fame ballot is why 
the Blue Jays didn't get Shohei Otani. It's up there. It's up there. It, Otani takes these things seriously. And if your columnists are going to be this fucking flippant with their Hall of Fame votes, he gets it. He knows he, was he always, can't go there. He was always going to the Dodgers, bro. He was <laughs> always going to the Dodgers, right? He was a Dodger since he became an angel. The fact, yeah, that's true. The fact that, uh, and this is my last tiny point, that the executives and the Dodgers were following the Reddit thread, like all of them, and were all actually freaking out, and that's why they went to seven hundred million dollars, is unbelievable. Congratulations, uh, that's awesome. I just, I love it. I love it, and I also, I'm not a Yankee fan, but there's something about the Toronto Blue Jays where before we started doing this podcast, I registered zero opinions about the Blue Jays. In fact. Push comes to shove, I probably would have said I like them. Now that we do this podcast, we have to interact with a bunch of bigwig Canadian media. I don't want them to ever feel happiness. I, I really need them I like, to be bad. I do every like summer. Dangle, who was supposed to be on this podcast. I do. Like I him. love Dangle. I like him. This is not about Dangle, Steve. I'm going to joke about it with him because it's funny. Everybody but else. <laughs> I'm talking about the people who very clearly parachute in in the summertime and be like, "Baseball, what a concept!" Blah blah. blah. But then start having trying to have nuanced baseball conversations, and I'm sitting there saying to myself, go away. Come Shoot. on, dude. I host a, I host a hockey baseball podcast. <laughs> let's relax. You can't do this better than me, buddy. Uh, um, let's talk about the Leafs game at least a little bit coming up. There has been a hist- like I always feel like Rangers-Leafs games are never um, blowouts. Yeah, I, I always feel like they're really competitive and sort of weird and interesting. You, you expect Igor to start, correct? Yeah. Yeah, how could he not? Um, <laughs> just, despite quick fucking being on un- just unbelievable i can't i can't explain the jonathan quick stuff when we talk about it with our friend fits but i just it still is mind-blowing what he's doing I-, I i understand most of the conversations from the unhinged part of ranger social media in terms of the people right. that make a sport out of being upset and deranged and are trying to say the most ridiculous things to get content farmed that i get that I, and i understand that and i try not to acknowledge them as best as humanly possible I think you are allowed to be curious regarding Igor Shosturkin's play to start this season. I'm specifically not saying the word concerned or worried, but curious. I, I think you can look and be like, huh, that's strange. But this is a man who missed multiple weeks due to injury, had his season interrupted, a creature of habit, mind you, and who, for the most part, He's played fine. He hasn't been Igor Shostarkin. It's almost like watching Jacob DeGrom give up three runs in six innings, which with been- is how Igor's been playing. You get spoiled by the greatness that when he has a hiccup, you wonder if it's the end times. And I'm asking everybody, if you feel that way, and if you're legitimately worried about Igor Shostarkin, let's talk again in February. Let's see where he is then. If he's still playing like this, then you can be worried. Otherwise, this is just a hiccup, and professional athletes have them from time to time. And uh, I think he, there's something about Igor where he's incredibly mentally tough in a lot of ways, but also wears his frustration on his sleeve. Where I believe it was a game like two weeks ago, they lost 5-1, what was it? There was 1-1 till late, I forget who it was. And then Igor afterwards just slams his stick on the uh, on the glass and breaks think, it. And was it not the Sabres? I think it was the Sabres. It was the Sabres, that is correct. And uh, you could say, you, you know when he's frustrated, he can get rattled, but he usually comes back as strong or stronger than he was before. And that's, that's, we've seen this before. We have the evidence. So that's why you shouldn't, you can't be worried, but you can be curious, like you said. Anywho, the Leafs. Uh, look, the Leafs aren't having the best year. I think this is a 
uh, game on Tuesday night, which I will not be able to watch because I will be on a plane. But I I think the Rangers this year have, have a, are sort of showing like signs of old, where I'm sure you've seen this before, or we've talked about it plenty of times, where they play up to bigger market teams. Like when bigger market teams are coming in, it's always they give a little bit more effort. And this year they've also found ways to squeak out against teams that they usually would lose against, like trap games and stuff like that. Do you, what, what kind of game do you at least expect versus the Leafs? I, expectations are pretty low. I don't think the Leafs are playing all that well right now. I I don't I haven't looked at their most recent schedule, but as of Thursday, I think the Leafs only have six regulation wins so far this year. Uh, the Leafs have fattened up their win loss record on overtimes, which I remember it was one of the years of the rebuild where I think the Rangers were doing this a lot. Where they had fourteen, I believe. Yeah, they had reg- regulation wins were at a premium, and it was. I don't remember. I think it was hurting the Rangers draft odds or something along those lines. It's been so long. It's been so many rebuilds. I can't even remember anymore. But I don't think the Leafs are humming. So they're still trying to find themselves. Igor is still trying to find himself. That tends to lead to chaos. But I don't know. Something about this game just screams like really boring 4-2. Just really boring. I, I, I don't know what it is. Well, the really boring game, uh, unfortunately, I think Ryan Strom might get suspended uh, for a knee-to-knee hit he had last night. So we will not see the Ducks, uh, Ryan Strom, likely on Friday, is my opinion. Uh, And then, of course, and and this is kind of a brutal stretch, we do see the Leafs again next Tuesday. It's like we see the Leafs this Tuesday, we see them again Tuesday, and then next week, dude, is brutal. It's Bruins, Maple Leafs, Oilers all in a row, Saturday, Tuesday, Friday. One of these so, days you're going to say Bruins correctly. I'm, I will I'm not. looking forward to it. <laughs> I will not. You trust me. I will not do that. Um, so the Rangers are in for at least a, some some good test here after a, a, what is I would consider a weak stretch of opponents. Yeah. I mean, sure. Sure. Anyway. I, I don't know. They play everybody. So yeah. eventually they're going to play good teams. Yeah, who knows? Uh, Johnny Brzezinski. Look, your Frank Vetrano take from last week is looking better and better, especially after that <laughs> snipe on power play one. Johnny Broadway, baby. Gotta love that guy. Look, do a flip, score a power play one goal, and finally, don't let Laugh be on the first power play. <laughs> so, what else can we say? Uh, there is a lot of value, and I, I, I just don't see ways Johnny Brzezinski gets sent down. He's just better than Blake Wheeler right now as well. He, like, I, I don't know if Blake Wheeler is going to be on this team in the long term. He's been fine recently. He's like the one part of it I can actually be concerned about with this squad, other than right wing depth and not being healthy with Filipino and Kako. But look, Brzezinski's on this team for a long term at this point. I, I can't see a way he's gone. Well, there's no reason to take him off. That's for sure. Uh, once again, you and I are big let the kids cook. And I think that applies to Berard and Othman currently down on the farm. Just let them. They've been very good. They've been very good. Continue to let them be very good. They don't need to come up right now. Again, this isn't about us thinking they don't need to come up at all. It's about timelines where I'd much rather them be overly confident and feel like they're ready to graduate a level in February than feeling like they're playing good hockey and maybe they can get a sniff, but maybe it can shake their confidence if they don't immediately surge if they come up right now. And then the step of having to send them back down if it doesn't work and how deflating that can be for a professional athlete. Yeah, the Wheeler, again, concern doesn't feel like the right word because... 800K contract. 800K contract, and also it's really hard to be concerned 
about anything on a team that is winning as much as this New York Rangers team is. There are red flags for sure. I, I you know, you, we don't love the odd man rushes though. The Rangers really did a pretty good job of cutting them down against the Kings. There's still a couple, but it didn't seem like an onslaught like a couple of the other games have felt recently. It's really the wheeler of it all to me. It's it's not even that the Rangers don't have a better option because they do in the minors. I just one don't think that better option is ready, and two, my leash can be as long as the Rangers continue to play this well with Wheeler in the lineup. If the Rangers as a collective whole, see their play fall off a table. Then we're going to have different conversations about Blake Wheeler because it's such an easy spot in the lineup to try to do something different. But it's almost like, uh, what's a good recent sports equivalent? Uh, with like playing really well and doesn't matter? Yeah, nope. it's almost like DeAndre Jordan a little bit. Towards mm. the end of his career. Yeah, that's good. Teams just felt better having DeAndre Jordan, even when you, me, and everybody that understands basketball would look at his play and look at his numbers and say, this guy kind of stinks. But Kevin Durant likes him, and Kevin Durant feels like he's playing better because of him. So you kind of suck it up, and you accept the fact that he's going to be on NBA rosters well past his point of expiration. I think we're kind of at that with Wheeler where – if other guys are like playing with him and he's a strong leadership voice in the locker room and the Rangers are winning hockey games, for now, I can overlook the fact that he's kind of a fart in church when it comes to what he does on the actual ice because they're winning games. This isn't, I wouldn't build a team based off this philosophy, but now that the bus is already traveling down the highway a little bit, I, I'm fine. But it's the weakest fine I've ever been with Blake Wheeler. It's we are getting there. I'm I'm not there yet, but we are down the road with the. I don't think this guy can suit up in the playoffs for this team conversation. Yeah, we're that's going to come in February for us in a big way. Uh, if he doesn't turn it around, correct, correct. I think is I think the gas is out of the tank. That's <laughs> just from watching him this year. Uh, I want to simp Chris Drury real quick, just real quick. And how do we not see this coming? Uh, do you remember when they traded Leah Sanderson? It was for Will Cooley. <laughs> and uh, Leah Sanderson, not in the NHL. Will Cooley turning out to be a hell of a player so far. Uh, just, I don't know if he's a pest, but my dude, he he hits everybody in a real big way. And he has a nice scoring touch so far. He's been, uh, he's not, he's not a nothing on offense. His shot is as advertised. And I just like, did we miss out by not predicting that he would score versus the Kings? Sports trope narrative it hits yet again. Yeah. No, because it's not really a revenge game. I don't think you're angry at the team for training a draft pick that you became. No, but it's it's he's still involved in the Kings organization because he got traded. No, but the pick got traded. He didn't get traded. Right, but they all right, fine. They were they, there's a no, good chance. No, I'm the Kings not. I'm not play. letting. I'm not letting you fine. have this one. You don't fine. know if the Kings were going to take Will. They Cooley. definitely were going to. Take what him. does that? What do you know? Stop it. You're acting. You're acting I said they weren't going to. Oh, they him. weren't. Yeah, I, we're not. I, clearly, they weren't. They didn't want the pick. They yeah. yeah, I. Well, Will Cooley's been, dad was like the scouting director at the time. So. Yeah, Will Cooley's been great. Will Cooley's been wonderful. Will Cooley has been a young player who's come in and filled an immediate role with this team. And it's one of those moments where it's important to realize the player understands the responsibility. And that's part of the reason why he's thriving. I've seen some people suggest 
and I think we have a five-star question this week about it too, if Will Cooley should moved up, be moved up and be number one right wing right now. I think part of what's making Will Cooley play so well is that his matchups, his matchups and he, he knows his role, to quote The Rock. Um, yeah, nice. it's, yeah, good. <laughs> it's, it, there's, there's peace and there's benefits to not being asked to do too much at a young age. And that's what where Cooley is right now. Maybe if you move him up to right wing one, he can continue to thrive and, and his play will be, you know, as strong as it is now in the middle six. At the same time, it's one of those, you know, the, the boat is running so smoothly. Why even try to rock it? This is all credit to Chris Drury who revamped Hartford in a huge way. Hartford and is playing some amazing hockey right now. They the are way. crushing it right now. And also they lost Brzezinski and Cooley this year. Awesome. So, and who are contributing at an NHL level. Uh, I think, I, I, look, I can sip Chris Drury forever, but he definitely has done a great job just totally revamping the entire farm system uh, and, and just culture around the farm system. It's not like the Rangers have a great farm, but they are producing in huge ways. Um, with that being said, you want to get to our friend Fitz? Let's do it. All right. Tran. Position. Hey, yo, I'm here to tell you about TickPick, our presenting ticket sponsor for the entire New York Rangers season. That's right. TickPick has no fees. Hashtag no fees. When you sign on to the TickPick app, unlike other ticketing apps that you probably use out there, there is no fees. The price you see is the price you get. You can even log on and it'll rank the deals alphabetically. Say, not not even just by like, you know, title or name, but literally grades like you're in school. This is an A plus deal. This is a B plus deal. Stay away from this. It's a C plus deal. That's why we use TickPick. We've been partnering with them for over seven years at this point. Unbelievable. And if you want to get $15 off your first order over $99, if you're going to a Ranger game or any other event, super simple. Promo code BLUESHIRTS15 works for any account one time. That's right, $15 off any order over $99 for TickPick using promo code BLUESHIRTS15. I get a lot of you guys DMing me asking for this code. I wish I was lying, but I really do. It is Blue Shirts 15. Check it out. Tick Pick, the presenting sponsor for Blue Shirts Breakaway all season long. Get your Ranger tickets there. Hey, we're back with our first guest of the day. We have our dear friend Fitz. You don't have a title. Fitz, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thank you for having me on as always, guys. Thank you for jumping on literally minutes after the Rangers beat the Kings. Uh, Jonathan Quick, best goalie in New York. What's up with that? <laughs> well, preseason, well, Greg, you want to take it away with the preseason takes? I mean, oh, crazy. God. I, it's... I mean, it's, it, it is funny on one extent. None of us knew Quick was going to do this. Let's be clear. I don't want anyone coming in here and be like, oh, come on, you were you were saying the same thing, blah, blah, blah. All we were saying, uh, and by we, I mean the three of us, and by the three of us, I also mean reasonable adults, kept saying that the backup goalie in New York simply wouldn't matter because it would always work itself out. Now, I did not realize he would be better than he's ever been. Like, this is... When people say prime quick, yes, he had the two postseason runs that are fantastic and that are special and that, you know, pained us deeply as Ranger fans. The thing with quick is he's never, he's really never been this good. This is incredible what's happening. It's it's outrageous. I mean, ultimate revenge game tonight too. Like that's just uh, unbelievable. Uh, I mean, I I can't get over how good that guy's been. I mean, Benoit Allaire, man, he's the, he's the greatest, like, assistant head assistant coach like ever position coach maybe ever he's up there like the osu wide receiver coach right now brian hartline i mean 
he, the guy looked done last year. He got benched by like for like three other goalies by the Golden Knights when they won the cup, and he's just incredible now. It's outrageous. There was a couple of saves tonight, Fitz, where I think he made like three saves in a row, and then he makes the glove save, and I'm like, what? Is, who is this guy? <laughs> is this yeah, he's, he's punching people again. Like, is, yeah, I mean. He's fighting are, are we, people are straight we gonna up. get into the officiating of this game, by the way? That was I've never seen anything like that before. They, I, I'm happy you brought it up because I did want to get into it before, while I had thoughts fresh about it. I don't. It's not that they were bad. There, there's a difference between what we saw tonight and bad refereeing. To me, and Fitz, you, you tell me because I've seen this in other sports. There are times when refs, umpires, what have you, they they lose the narrative. And that's kind of what happened in the third period there where refs thought by being overly aggressive on the whistle, they were controlling the game. But what they were actually doing was sending the game further into disarray. This happens from time to time. It's just been a long time since I've seen it. Yeah, they were just pissed. Everyone just got more and more pissed off the more they gave people penalties and misconducts. I mean, like everyone was angry and annoyed. I mean, listen, I, I'm one to talk my favorite basketball team currently has a guy on it who has a grudge vendetta to the grave with the current referee apparently but um it's crazy that you're not talking about Draymond Green with this either it's outrageous it's so ridiculous uh we'll get into that I'm sure at some point too uh but yeah I mean that was that was just embarrassing I mean I didn't even know Mika got one a misconduct because like I didn't have the volume on the game okay can we get um, into this can we this what, is what, what I really what exactly want to dive did into he do? like what did Mika do not reported what he did, just was called a misconduct. The only thing that could even be, I, uh, I guess, assumed is that Mika Zibanejad said something to a ref. What could Mika Zibanejad say to a ref? <laughs> yeah, what? I mean, the, the man is so sleep-deprived. He has a child now. I mean, like, you think he, he's, he's, there's no way he's saying anything outrageous to a ref. That, and didn't Fiala get one, too? I saw the Fiala one. He did. He did. They both got 10 minutes, and Joe Micheletti's ripping into him. He's like, you got to let the superstar stay into the game. Like, this yeah, is- I mean, <laughs> those are two of the best players on these two teams. I mean, and you're just you're just sitting them down for the rest of the third period, basically. I mean, it's just pathetic. So embarrassing. Ref show, man. And uh, not only that, but it does allow the Rangers to score uh, Johnny Brozinski power play one goal. So, <laughs> hey, look. That was what, – what a, what, what a just ludicrous statement to make. And, and – <laughs> I guess I saw him out there and I was like thinking about all the guys who were in the box and I was like, Jesus Christ, I guess you're right. He's kind of the next man up here, huh? Well, we spent way too much time flapping our lips about, hey, would Lafreniere ever get power play one time? And then he, uh, he, <laughs> he gets a roughing penalty, so he can't, so he literally can't. And then John Newbrose gets, he fucking snipes and does a flip. And you know who's getting a chance <laughs> next time? It's going to be him. You know who got an assist on that, by the way? Yeah, I, oh, I. Here. I sure do know who got the assist on that because it's ridiculous at this point. It was plus 160 today. It went up. He he missed one game. It is he is now played in. There have only been four games in which Adam Fox has played in which he did not get a power play point. One one was yesterday, right? In which the Rangers didn't have a power play opportunity. So it's what what are we doing? Betting books. I mean, thank you. Don't get me wrong. And I'm also for the record uh, the people that. I love that people are tagging me on this and sliding in my DMs being like, thank you so much for doing this. I love it. However, you're all buying me beverages. People are making a, people are making a lot of money and it's time you give back. For sure. Yeah, no, 100%. Uh, um, so look, I, I just heard a little echo. I don't know what was going on there for a minute. That was super weird. Anyway, uh, I'll make sure that's gone. Yeah, my, my headphones keep disconnecting for some reason. That's my oh. bad. 
Oh, is that what happened to you? Or I'll cut this part out. Anyway, uh, back into it. We beat the Kings, uh, but look, was the Capitals game, was that just the yearly, like, fart noise? Like, what happened there, Fitz? I mean, yeah, that's a, I feel like every year they play an absolute stinker against the Caps. Like, uh, that was just, I mean, they were just weren't ready to play. It started off bad. It only got worse. They, I turned it off after the second period. I was like, this, this is just a, there's no point of continuing this, you know? It's so, like, you burn the tape, you move on, they bounce back well today. I don't think any sweeping conclusions need to be made from last night as much as everyone, as much as I was, like, joking around last night, too, with, with a lot of other people. But, I mean, there's, you know, they're not a flawless team or anything, the Rangers, but, like, they, they've banked a lot of points, and they're doing pretty well so far. So it's like, you know, obviously they're missing two of their top nine players for the foreseeable future. So, like, that's not ideal, but... They built such a cushion for themselves that, like, they have time to basically figure it out, you know? Well, I, I think it's important. I love when Sam Rosen does it because he's doing it to be wholesome and to be everybody's grandfather. But at the end of the game, he says that the New York Rangers once again have the most wins and the fewest losses in the National <laughs> Hockey League this year. But not the most and in, points. And, but not the most points because Vegas has played more games. But in my head as he's saying it, I do wonder if some portions of the fan base hear exactly what Sam Rosen is saying there. Oh, definitely not. No way. You know that. Come on. Like we, <laughs> you see what happens after like one bad period, more like more that like not even one bad game. So, you know, look, there's there's always going to be things to complain about and things they need to improve upon. But at the same time, it's like I don't know, man. After the way last year ended, I would have signed up for this shit any single day of the week. Oh, I think we talked about in the summer, like how lifeless we felt about this team. <laughs> what I <laughs> like had, this... like, I didn't even want to watch them until this time of the year originally, and then obviously, you know, like my quarterback tore his Achilles for plays into the season, so that changed everything. But yeah, it was like um... Warriors uh, sign Chris Paul, the Achilles thing happens, the Mets. It's like okay, you're back. Here we are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, the Warriors are done. It's over. It, it was a good run, but it's 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 um, a it's good over. run is a super understatement there, my friend. You fucking <laughs> dynasty. So yeah, that's true. Um, like yeah, that that shit's over. So the I mean they're they've been fantastic so far, man. Like I, I I legit don't have a single negative thing to say about the season as a whole. I guess like maybe it'd be nice if Igor was, you know, a little bit thing. sharper right now. But at the same time, it's like I feel like him and Hank always used to say. Hank always used to say this too. It's like playing early in the season, you want to play more just so you get you know into a rhythm. And Igor had to miss a few weeks, so it's like he's a couple weeks behind. You know, I feel like this happened to him last year too, and then he locked in and next thing you know he was he was putting everyone on his back for a month or so so i i just feel i feel like the three of us specifically are so boring when you know people will ask us hey are you worried yet hey are you worried yet and if anyone ever asked me hey are you worried about igor shesterkin and i would simply say no yeah i wouldn't even elaborate on the no i would just say no Benoit Lair, like what he's like Tommy Shelby, you know, whispering gypsy magic into the horse's ear. You know what I'm saying? Like, like <laughs> it'll it'll all be fine. Everything's gonna work out. It will be. And I, there there are moments where I have like slight concerns. I'm like, oh man, is Igor off? But he's had games like this even when he was a god. Yeah. Even when he, yeah, like I I think about a couple games where he just wasn't as tight as he usually is. But guess what? He's human. That's totally fine. Listen, man. Uh, when when he bounced back from how horrendous he was and they were against the penguins in that first round series that kind of like answered any questions i had about that kind of stuff you know like for the rest like, of eternity yeah like it, it, if you can bounce back from that after the how bad i mean like 
I came on the pod. I still remember. I came on the pod after game four, game four. when they went down three one, and it was like the most doom and gloom podcast I think ever in the history. one of my favorite pods ever because we were like, all right, off season next week. See you then. <laughs> what, what's gonna happen? Who's who's leaving? But yeah, yeah he'll be. What fine, are we doing with Mika's like, Igor, Igor, Igor's gonna be fine. Mika is a little bit of a different story, just because like this has been pretty. You know, he, he, he was trash against the Devils last year in the playoffs. And, you know, it's just for some reason hasn't seemed good this year. And, like, they're 5v5. Him and Kreider are 5v5 pretty much since, you know, Booch has been gone. Has not been great. So, you know, that's like a that's like a long-term concern. But, like, I, I don't know, man. I, I Bargain bin Chris Drury might be the generational. Let's be real. Like, this is, the Jimmy VC contract is, like, thievery at this point. Yo, I'll never forget. I, we talked about it last week, but... When we they signed the Jimmy V's contract, I was staying in a hotel, I believe, in Chicago. And I got the notification, and I was like, this got to be a typo. <laughs> Something's up here. And Greg and I did OT that night. And I think 20 minutes of it was just laughing and talking about Jimmy V's agent. Because there's no, there's no good reason other than saying, I want to live in New York to take that kind of deal. with what he, Even with what he was producing with last year, and now he's also upping his offensive game while still playing two-way hockey it's unbelievable he's on pace for 20 plus goals in my bold <laughs> prediction column just saying throw it out there wow did you actually say that in the bold prediction I column? Have it right i said some other dumb shit too but yes oh uh, look can we can we run through a couple of the other ones oh yeah i'll get them up they're bad <laughs> uh yeah here they are i had shesterkin his 40 wins okay fart, fart noise big one um well, what you couldn't what you couldn't account for was that in his first nine starts jonathan quick would be eight oh and one I had a uh, oh yeah. God. What the fuck, dude? Are you serious? What, with that? How did that happen? <laughs> what is going on? His only losses went into the shootout when he put a puck in on his own ass. Oh my god! Like it's, I, I can't. I mean, dude, Chris, Chris uh, the only like he really had a great off season when you when you think about it, huh? Between like Gustafson for the men, Quick for the men, Wheeler hasn't been that great. Giving Cooley a chance to make the team, like. Bonino, I love his. I, I don't like him as he's. God bless his soul when he had that chance for a breakaway tonight and got caught from, by Drew Daddy, who was like at the red line when when Bonino was like at the blue line with the puck. But his depth signings this summer were just great, man. Like even Pitlick's like a solid fourth line player. Like he really did a great job. Remember when he did it all in two hours? <laughs> yeah, he was like, all right, I'm done. I'm, I'm out done to the cottage. See <laughs> you later. Here we come, like yeah. right away. <laughs> I, I, I got a, I got a whiskey on the rocks waiting for me right now. Yeah, and look, I think we've said this endlessly on the pod too, and I hate to do the same tropes over and over again for people that listen, but the Chris Drury's first two weeks were hardcore rough. They sucked. And after that, he's been A++++. Like, I, I can't, he's he's amazing. I bow at the at the, at the altar of Chris Drury constantly. It's embarrassing it's what I do. Phenomenal what he's done. It really is. Like, the, the, the given the cap constraints they had, which, like, honestly, I, I feel like aren't going away, after this year, after I mean, I'm sure you guys saw that nonsense with how much oh the cap is going up next next year. Uh, apparently, someone was pointing out that's like in the CBA or something that like it was only allowed to raise a certain percentage. And I'm like, how how did no like reporter when they've been talking for the past like four years about how the cap was going to jump so much this year not point that out to the general public? Like better, it's just better, ridiculous. Better better question. How did the players say yes? I, how are I, the players how are the players looking at the CBA being like, oh you're saying we there's a cap on not just the actual salaries we have throughout the season, but how much the salary cap could possibly go up from year to year? 
we, we'll okay, sure, sounds great, no problem. Yeah, that's why they got the dude from Congress in there now, right? With the players, he because he took over after this all, all happened because this they was also, all from like, the COVID year, right? Yeah, they also were like, we need to get paid, and COVID was happening, and they they NHL hell held them over a barrel for like three weeks, and they were just all said yes easily. Yeah, yeah so it was so bad. When you look bad, it's by that time period for them is going to look so bad. Like all the other leagues had to like concede so much to get their players back to play, and like the NHL was like, yeah, yeah sure, just get here. Yeah, just show up. <laughs> you better, you better show up. We'll talk about Shohei Otani in a couple minutes because oh, uh, man. I'm sure you guys saw the tweets. But his total contract value is the opening day salary for all NHL players. <laughs> so, uh, I, it, his contract, his total contract value is more than the Arizona Coyotes. Period. It's probably, it's probably more than. Yeah, that's that is crazy. Holy, <laughs> holy hell! Oh my god, more than the entire franchise, huh? Yeah, the Coyotes sold for I think six fifty. No wonder why. No wonder why they got ahead of that announcement saying that they were getting a new arena, right? <laughs> <laughs> Is Otani paying for it? Is that why? Oh, he might. Austin Matthews re- must must be contributing something. I remember reading that story that Otani bought like every single baseball organization like new gloves and bats this year in Japan, and I was like, "That's really nice, but that's a lot of money." Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. Tax right off. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, can we just circle back to one more second before we get to Otani and all this other bullshit we're definitely getting into? Vincent Trocheck is a contract that I think all three of us have kind of been, I don't know, we were just confused by it when it happened. It is aging quite well at the moment. Where are we standing with Trocheck these days? Oh, he's fantastic. I mean, I love him. I like he, I, I never had a problem with Trocheck the player. Well, like I, I hated him on the Hurricanes. And now, like, now that he does all that stuff for the Rangers, it's awesome. He's like the classic hate him when he's on another team, love him when he's on your team type of guy. Like, he's just so annoying. Like, I would hate him if I played against Vincent Trocek. Um, But, yeah, I mean, he's been fantastic. I, the only reason I didn't like it was because, like, I, I thought Hedl had earned the right based on that playoff run to at least get, like, a quarter to half of the season of being the one uh, two seat behind Mika. Um, but, goddamn, does the Trocek contract look even better now because, of, like, the uncertainty around Hedl with the concussion. But, man. He's a, he's just a great player. He's fun to watch. He does everything. I mean, he's really like face off extraordinaire now. Now that Patrice Bergeron's gone, and the title belongs to uh, Vinny Trocheck, I think. But he's a he's a great player, man. And he the chemistry, you know, kudos to him because like a lot of us, I think last year we were very down on his chemistry with Panarin, and then he seems to have uh, really figured that out. And you know he's great with laugh too. He was he was pretty good with Lafreniere last year too when they were on the line together. I think it was him Kreider and laugh for a little while too. But he seems to just be able to play with anyone. You know, like he can adapt his game to play with any style of player. And I really appreciate that. And he's just a bargain for what he's making, especially because what is he like thirty ish, right? Just turned thirty probably. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna look up his age right now, but I think it is just thirty. Just turned thirty. Yeah, he's my favorite Ranger. I, I, it's not wow. even it's not even an exaggeration. I fucking love the guy. It, it's it fits. It's so much of what you said too, and it's what we were saying when he signed with the Rangers. Where it wasn't that none of us didn't want him. We all would have loved Vincent Trocheck in a vacuum. We never predicted the Rangers signing him because we just thought they wouldn't have the money. And then they magically they didn't create the money. They just said fuck it. We're signing Vincent Trocheck, and it's gone. Even last year, it wasn't great, but I think people forget. You go back and look, he had, I think, just shy of 30 goals. He was doing all these little things for the Rangers in the defensive end. He was great on the penalty kill. 
Um, and then this year, I, he's just, it's it's almost like Vincent Trocek is a dude who needs a system in order to thrive. And I it's <laughs> it's crazy because I think he's a guy when he's left to his own devices that he kind of puts the cart before the horse. But now he's playing inside of a system that is almost seemingly tailor-made to bring out the things that are great in his game. And it's allowing Panarin to work within a system and a space and know exactly where he needs to be and exactly where his teammates will be. So he can do almost whatever the hell he wants in the offensive zone too. It's just, it's, it's so nice. It, 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 it truly is. You ready for this spin zone? Vincent Trocek was Gerard Gallant's final gift to the New York Rangers. <laughs> what? Why else? Like, come on. Even Let's be real. He signed here because he played with him before. And then he obviously realized again, like, wow, I hate this guy again, like I did last time. <laughs> so, like, let's get him out of here. I left you both speechless. No, literally, I think the fire <laughs> alarm is going on in the apartment below me. So that's fucking awesome. Oh, I was I was waiting for Ryan to react, and then he didn't. And uh, I'll, you know what, fits for you. You left me speechless, bud. I'll I'll oh, give it to you. you. I'm not going to fight you. I appreciate Look, that. I hate Gerard Gallant more than anybody. I, just, <laughs> I, I don't. I I think he's a terrible, terrible person and coach. Not person. I don't know who he is. But the way it seems might be a bad person. I don't know. Co- coach wise, it was just miserable. But Trocheck, he what? Like he did recruit his ass. Like hardcore, hardcore. And that is the final gift because I don't. I think it was between us and Pittsburgh, right? That was the two. Yeah. Yeah, and instead they get to go to his uh, grandma's house like it's Goodfellas every every winter. <laughs> yeah, and, every, and his grandma cooks chicken parm for literally yeah. everybody. 3 a.m., so. yeah, I'll make you food. I'll make you some food. <laughs> hey, do you uh, mind if he just picks up knives and goes, hey, do you mind if I borrow this for a second? <laughs> it's the hoof. It's the hoof. <laughs> Should we get to, like, the Otani nonsense or, like, what? Oh, my God. Is there any Ranger, so Ranger, Ranger topics we want to get into? I mean, what else is there to really even talk about with the Rangers? Honestly, like, I, I, I honestly, I I listen every week, obviously, yep. you know. Uh, so, like, I, I, I often text you guys, like, wow, the episode, you know, sounded exactly like the last one. <laughs> <laughs> we make fun of ourselves for it, too. I mean, like, it, it's true, though. Like, I, 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 there's, like, nothing new to bring up with this team, you know? It's like, okay, like. The trade deadline's what? Not for another three months. So it's Yeah, like, how many times can you say John Nickwick is undefeated? Yeah, or like, oh, wow, like they probably could use another right wing, you know? Like, I don't Sweet. know, Duclair's going to be out there. I don't know who else. I mean, it's also impossible to tell who's even in or out of it right now because there's just it's so much. It's also impossible to tell how much money the Rangers going to have because no one's healthy. So exactly. It's, this is, I, I still think everyone, I God bless everybody that plays the – it's a weekly game where everyone picks a new name every week to be like, oh, it's going to be great when we get him. It's going to be great when we get him. We've gone through, off the top of my head, we had an Elias Lindholm week. We had a Buchnevich week. We've had a Duclair week. Uh, you're you're God, I must be out missing. the big one. You're obviously leaving Well, I'm the... not talking about him. <laughs> okay? It's just, fuck, fuck him. I, I'm, t- I'm tired of this bullshit. But it's a trade for him. Shut up. What is wrong with you? Sorry. Like you 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 know what? I hope your flight gets canceled tomorrow. Not not unless oh. bad happens to the plane, but I I hope yep. you suffer. Uh, I probably will. I'll tweet it out what I do. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, it's just, you know, I I really too truly and from what we're hearing, I think it's going to be a really boring trade deadline. I think this is going to be one of those deadlines where the quote-unquote additions are guys coming back healthy. Kako and Heedle. Oh, let's go the old Brian Cashman trade deadline. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, listen, he had a good week, all right? We we can't even make fun of him too much this week. 
I mean, uh, he made a trade that everyone would should have been willing to make. I'm not giving him great credit for that. I don't know. You asked some Yankee fans, Fitz, and they were like, I'm drawing the line at Michael King. Yeah, and I his, can't his do it. elbow drawing- being held together by Play-Doh. <laughs> cool, bro. 25-year-old, literal, legend, all-star. Awesome. The guy's going to hit 45, 50 home runs with that short damn wiffle ball porch in right field. And when he doesn't, he's going to be on base by walking. Cool. Yeah, and then he's going to leave for the Mets. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> 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 you know, Fitz isn't wrong though. That's the funniest part of it. it might Listen, that, be a that Instagram post is still up. What's the Instagram post for reference? Of him, him at uh, City Field with the apple in the background, and oh, and, yes. and his uh, in Spanish saying like, "I love the Big Apple." Oh mm-hmm. man, that's pretty mm-hmm. bad. I guess he's mm-hmm. technically you know still in the Big Apple now. So Fitz, last hockey question, then we're going to get to total bullshit and media and all that stuff. Uh, are the Penguins it. dead? I mean, yeah, I hope so. Me too. I'm asking you because you're pretty bad at this. So, <laughs> you mean pretty bad? Well, at every this. year you go, the Bruins are dead, and then the Bruins are sick. Oh, well, that's are you sure them, that's Fitz I mean, and not you? I'm, Ryan? Bad, I'm, the, I'm the Bruins one. I, I say it every year. I've said yeah, it for like half a decade now. And it's, <laughs> last year I said it too, and they ended up being the best team of all time. That's why I was so awesome when they lost. Um, but yeah, I mean the the Penguins were I I still remember tweeting out the the pic the old picture of the Brooklyn Nets SI cover when they traded for <laughs> KG and Paul Pierce and all them where it was like this is going to be fun or like Brooklyn or like New York's new team like that's the Penguins after they traded for Eric Carlson they got they uh, got KG and Paul Pierce and Jason Terry the one the one they remind me of more is the Carl uh, Malone Gary Payton Lakers. Oh yeah, that's a good one too. The suit, the super team. I remember that cover like it was yesterday. Steve Nash, I think, was there too, right? No, no, that that was him and Dwight. Steve, that Nash, was him and Dwight. Dwight. Yeah, and Dwight. God, they've done it twice, huh? Oh yeah, they'll probably hey, listen. They'll probably do it again. Well, they <laughs> are in, in season tournament champions, Fitz. They can't. Nobody can take that away from them. Uh, it's 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 the feather in the cap of LeBron's goat case. How many did Jordan win? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, the, I, that joke was everywhere last night and I loved it yeah, every time I, I saw it it's still good it's still good uh let's get to the Otani crap oh my uh, god Greg when we last left each other off on uh Wednesday we were mm. talking about that was a weird way to say that yeah <laughs> I don't know what I I listen man I I respect you I don't like you yeah, like that I, I think it's important I guess when we last spoke to each other on BSBOT rewording mm. phrasing mm. uh we were talking about how the secrecy of Otani, first of all, he can do whatever he'd like, but it turned out to be one of the most legendary days on Twitter <laughs> when they tracked up Toronto plane. It turned out to be the, the host from Shark Tank that the literal Border Patrol came in and said, where's Otani? <laughs> he landed. Uh, uh, I mean, this is stuff I would dream and die for in the NHL. $700 million. Greg, I think we said 600 We were off. Yeah, I mean, well, we would have said more if his elbow was healthy. I, we would have easily he said seven hundred. He would have cracked a billion, I think, if his elbow was healthy. Uh, at this point, I think eight fifty minimum. If he got seven hundred anyway, uh, just for one piece of information for listeners that don't follow baseball, the second highest total contract value was four thirty five to Mike Trout. Uh-huh. Seven hundred is almost double. <laughs> <laughs> How did that happen? I don't fucking know. But I, here we I, are. I love it. Yeah. Li- Listen, the the angle of it for me, again, we said this on the show. We're not going to repeat ourselves. If Otani doesn't want anybody to know, great. I just need to know. I need John Morosi to come out and tell us exactly what happened. This is a guy. (laughs) This is important, okay? With hockey, we always get upset about insiderdom, and it's mostly because guys don't want to do their jobs. But that goes for everybody. We like Friedman. We like Saravelli. 
But these are guys who seemingly withhold information to allow the teams to announce it themselves, and that frustrates us. In baseball, there are legitimately good insiders. Ken Rosenthal, despite his horrific Otani opinion, is a good insider. Um, uh, Jeff Passan is a goat. He's wonderful. These guys are great. John Morosi is on that was on that Bob Nightingale level where occasionally he would break news, but if he tweets something more times than not, I need someone else to tweet it for me to believe it to be true. For him to get this so chronically wrong and then to get dunked on by Nightingale, who is a joke in his own right, holy shit. I just, I legitimately had this conversation with our friend Vinny today. Ryan, I don't think he can have a job. Because I'm not taking anything he says seriously moving forward. That's one of those moments where it just follows you forever, like no matter what. Yeah, he'll never J.R. Smith down. had an awesome career, guys. Like he really did as a basketball player. What's the first thing you think of with J.R. Smith? Oh, the point, always. Of course. Always. Oh, I think of laying that pipe. You guys think of the point? Okay. So oh, I'm come on. Fine. Jesus. <laughs> fine. LeBron's best game is ruined by J.R. Smith. That's what it is. And it's the exact same thing that happened here. It's, it's, he's on his way to Toronto. Oh, he's not actually. He's at home in South, uh, Southern California. Awesome. But, well, but like John Heyman, great insider. Everybody now knows him as Arson Judge. Bob Nightingale, <laughs> God love him. He tries. Everybody knows him as Boob McKenzie. The, it's just, it's over for Morosi. I I don't know what he's going to do. And the funny, funniest part of this is I don't think, did you guys listen to 32 Thoughts from late last week? I did not. The, no, I did the not. The icing on the fucking cherry is before Friday happened. Merrick and Friedman are giving Morosi all the roses because Morosi's a big hockey fan. <laughs> and they're going out of the way to be like, this guy has been on it since day one. He's oh. great. And it's clearly because Morosi's the only guy out there saying the Blue Jays were going to be that team. But, oh, my God. The fact that I could not have Otani go to the Blue Jays because I love our Canadian hockey media. They're great. They provide me with a lot of laughs. Stay away from my national pastime. I need the <laughs> summer off from them. I need them in the cottage, not tweeting, not existing, out of my life, so I can recharge my batteries and deal with them all again in September. If they well, pretended to be Blue Jays fans because Otani signed there, I would have lost it. I don't think they would have talked about baseball, Greg. You know why? Because they spent so much time having to talk about like the sixth defenseman or like the, the fourth line player on the, I don't know. Let's say let's say the Winnipeg Jets. They just have to <laughs> focus on that instead of like I don't know, maybe talking about how our Tammy Panarin's having one of the best starts of a season of anyone, or like that hockey basically exists once you get past the border into the states. You know, they're too busy talking about all that stuff. <laughs> I mean, isn't this kind of? I know. Look, I'm one to talk here. I host the Mets podcast slash horse racing slash whatever <laughs> podcast. But like the biggest hockey podcast in the world, other than Chicklets, is. Uh, 32 thoughts and their whole episode i heard was just like mostly otani <laughs> so, that's unbelievable so look and it's it's prime hockey season right now the leafs are going through some stuff so i'm and there's, got, there's got to be stuff haven't about the been leafs. paying attention to the rest of the league at all like who who's good this year are the kings good the, i think the kings are pretty good right the kings are really good this is their first regulation loss i know on the, the road, stink, on the road, they kept on the road on them for like a month and a half and they kept burning me i know the devil stunk for a while too because i kept betting on them and they were burning me too the Metro is all just trying to figure out what the hell they are. Uh, the Hurricanes had a closed-door meeting without Raw. That's pretty sick. Um, oh, the so it's are... over. It's over there. They huh? don't have a fucking goalie. I don't know no, if one's don't. walking through that door anytime soon. Yep. 
I don't know either. Like, and for the Metro, like the Capitals are starting to figure it out in some way, but they're probably if uh, I if I ask like, you guys Obi right now, score anymore, right? Obi doesn't even score goals. No, he doesn't. If I ask you guys right now, who is second in the Metro off the top of your? I know head? the answer, so it's, it's the unfair. Flyers. It's the Flyers, isn't it? It's, it's not anymore. Oh, it's not. What happened? No, the Islanders took it yesterday. <laughs> As of tonight, the Flyers have gone back up to 32 points. But the Islanders... Okay, but the point so wait, was yesterday yeah. it was the fucking Islanders. Yeah, that's hilarious because, uh, I mean, we all follow Ethan. Ethan is leading a caravan of angry mm-hmm. Islander fans. Oh, trying okay. to follow, follow Ethan? No, let's... You know what? God, blo- God love him. He's not going to listen to this. Ethan DMs Ryan and I once a day every day asking us if Lane Brady's going to get fired. It's not an exaggeration. He, he, te- he texts us both going... Give me something to work with here. And it's, has Lane Lambert been fired? That's classic. That is so good. It's fucking crazy. It's, it's, and now all of a sudden they're in a playoff spot and they're making trades and all this shit. So I actually, I I DM'd him yesterday. Is Lenny getting, is Lenny getting fired? And he was like, what? What are you talking about? (laughs) It's trade season now. I was like, why did you bother me every day for fucking 12 days? Um, Yeah, the Otani thing is madness. Uh, refereeing has never been worse, oh, and so uh, sports suck. And there the Warriors are dead. And so yeah, the Warriors are dead. I so I personally don't think sports. Oh, sports will suck if Yamamoto signs with the Yankees. That is my mental health is a fragile balance of a lot of terrible things. If the Mets don't sign Yamamoto, it, it's getting dark, getting real dark. I think uh, that's fair. I, I, Fitz, do you have a prediction on that one? I mean, I would hope they sign him. Jesus, they need to do Got something. The They've done nothing. But they shouldn't yeah. be doing – Fitz, that's the thing. They shouldn't be doing anything. No, they shouldn't. But, like, give me something. You know what I mean? Like, give me something to, like, you know, give a little Let excitement going into next. Yeah, exactly. Like, I can't yeah. I can't have the famous, uh, the you know, Dylan Hornick tweet of, you know, me and this leadership staff will always look for ways <laughs> to improve the team. And that's why, like we did today with the purchase of Hector Santiago's contract, you know? Like, I can't have that again. You're 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 adding yourself as a noob for not knowing and not appreciating Austin Adams as a bowplen arm. That's on you, man. Yeah, well, I, I don't I don't play dynasty fantasy baseball, so I don't know these guys. <laughs> Listen, you need NBA advice for dynasty? You come to me. Other than that, I got nothing for you. Greg, anything else we want to uh, talk with our friend about before we hang this phone call up? Oh God, I have. I'm sure Fitz, we could just run it three hours. That's yeah, I we mean, do an OT soon so we can really let it let it loose. Do you want to talk about the Jets before we get out of no, here? Because no, absolutely not. <laughs> Talked enough about the Jets. <laughs> just when like team. you're supposed to lose, Zach Wilson comes out and just does that. I mean, I'm, just, I'm, I'm personally value a little bit today. I think. Well, I I'm fucking pissed because CJ Stroud is my guy, and they yeah, concussed Stroud's him. so good, man. Stroud boys, stand back and stand by. <laughs> what, what a meme seen, that is! Have That's you seen all the, the greatest meme, of, greatest sports related like fan base, stand base I've heard by far. Like it makes Tua not look terrible, which is crazy. <laughs> like everyone, everyone knows it. how absurd it is. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, the AI it's... with Tucker Carlson's voice, the way he says D'Amico Ryan's is one of the. Fun- have you seen the video for it? Before? I have not. You got to send it to me. Oh Damn yeah, it, yeah. The video is hilarious. It's incredible. All right, I think that's it then. Uh, Greg, uh, we're good. Yeah, no, yeah, what, what? I don't yeah. know, man, I'm tired. Fitz, thank you so much for coming on. Appreciate it, buddy. Uh, we'll have to go to OT and just go fucking nuts yeah. sometimes, oh, yeah. And just get get into everything because there's Not just way too much. For sure. Thank you, as always, for having me on, guys. I appreciate it. Talk to you soon, buddy. Okay, mm-hmm. we are back. Uh, thanks, for Fitz, for jumping on after the game. Really appreciate that. Um, 
let's do some five-star questions. We have about 15 minutes here, so we're going to make some of these pretty quick. This is from Jets Rangers. Oh, if you want to leave them, you, go to, you know how to do this. Go to Patreon and leave a five-star question. That's how it goes. Patreon uh, bumping these days, by the way. Going crazy. I, it's unbelievable. Thank you so much, for everyone, for the support. This is from Jets Ranger 1. Valley made a great point that 5v5 high-danger chances uh, or 5v5 high-danger chance defense is predictive of playoff stat and that the past 10 cups have finished in the top five. Until November 12th, the Rangers were second in high danger chances scorings and D and 27th on O. Since then, they've jumped to first on O, but are now dead last in D, a complete flip-flop. Could the fast start and standings cushion made them too complacent on D? If that's the case, this seems very fixable. I, it was too small a sample size when things were going well, and it's too small a sample size when things are going poorly. It's, this is just in-season variance. Shit happens. Guys get injured. Guys get tired. Guys play differently for different stretches of the season for different reasons. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry. It's just one was too small of a sample size to be like, we are the greatest team ever. And this one's too small of a sample size to be like, I'm concerned about everything going on. Things tend to even themselves out. And things will once again even themselves out as the Rangers continue throughout the season. And maybe when they get back better players who are yeah, a little bit more defensive. I just... Yeah, but again, we're just dealing with like 10-game samples. Anything can happen in a 10-game sample. It's not even a sample. It's like a, it's like asking for water and getting not even a mouthful. This is from Live Laugh Lavi. Greg, how do you spell Hanukkah? Yeah, I don't like people that spell it with the C-H. Okay. I, 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 I'll just say like that. Like the term? Yeah, well, I, that's not how it's spelled. It's spelled with an okay. H. And this the is- C-H, people uh, adopted the C-H because they couldn't understand it how an H could make that ha sound. So they're like, well, honestly, it has to be Chanaka. That so we're going to put that out there. And they're like, no, you're just fucking ignorant is what you are. This is from David. This is, it's a picture of the New York Sports Post. It says, Vincent Trotrek sees how Rangers are, quote unquote, breeding a team that can win a Stanley Cup. And David asked, just how horny is this team? Uh, well, first they did rimming. So, and now they're doing breeding. So look, whatever you want to say. I will say uh, this. Extremely? Apparently that story picked up legs because I got a text from someone who sent me a screen grab of that photo and said, why are people freaking out about this? And I snapped back asking directly, why are people freaking out about this? It was because it was, I don't remember what night it was. Um, I think I was going to see a movie. So I was complete. I've been offline for the most part for the last three days. It has felt great. I know I, I get why Fitz does this from time to time, but I was on my way to a movie. So I just hadn't checked social media for a while and yeah they asked what what why is everyone freaking out and it once again ryan this is gonna shock you it boils down to follow less people that's why just if people have problems with how things are being said and covered you're following the wrong people yeah you if get- you can have constructive conversations and nice sports conversations with people you're following the right people if you get angry at the same person every single day that's on you yeah <laughs> that's a you problem <laughs> yeah there's a way to fix it i i know how shocking is that sound there's a way where you don't have to feel like the world is constantly falling on your head yeah. by not listening to the people that are wearing the signs on the corner of the street saying the end is nigh don't get me wrong i guilty pleasure follow some people <laughs> i am guilty of this but uh, there, if you want to stop being angry, that's part of it. So Blind Zebra looking for work. With Fox back in the lineup, does this team, does the team think it no longer has to work as hard to get wins? And that started to become an issue. <laughs> no. uh, look, I think Fox was just injured and he was playing through injury and he was trying to figure it out. And then we kind of talked about what they were doing before. And is, is the insinuation here that Fox's entry into the lineup is the reason why the Rangers have lost like 40% of their games since yeah. he came back? 
cool. And no, they're, they're just, listen, things do happen when players come back into lineup in terms of finding chemistry again, trying to understand everybody's role, trying to fit where you used to fit. It's a process. It's not like flipping a switch. This isn't fantasy sports where you can take a guy on your bench, put him in your lineup and nothing changes because he's just a dude essentially creating numbers and a math equation into whether your team is good or not throughout a season. These guys are human beings with feelings and they take a minute to get back in the swing of things. This this team's still, again, Sam Rosen said it last night. They lead the league in wins and they have the league's fewest losses. And we are trying to find out what's wrong about this team. This is from Ryan Shafuri. Uh, we're all focusing on Kaku's points so much that it, it failed to notice that the team cannot play rush defense without him. Kapokaku is an incredible defensive forward who maintains pucks possession and did not have scoring chances with snake bitten out of his goddamn mind this year. But he is an anti-shell player who affects the game in a massive way. There you go. Uh, anything else you want to add to that? No. This is from Jay White. The NHL at times could be like a horror movie. That said, what horror movies are you definitely surviving? I'm not surviving any horror movie. I'm dead. Yeah, I'm dead quickly. I'm dead very... Uh, Why well, suffer? I'm dead. <laughs> I'm uh, dead. I'm not a big horror movie guy. Me either. So I stay I'm, away. I'm not really the one for this, but I enjoy a good horror comedy like Zombieland, for example. But I also know I'm, I'm not surviving Zombieland. You kidding me? Wait, stop it. Uh, this is from Toaster Daddy. If you could have any non-hockey broadcaster take the spot of Joe when he retires, assuming we're at the point where we can keep Stan Rose with via AI by then, <laughs> who would you pick? I'd go Kevin Brown of the Orioles because he's my cousin and gets to go. Because you're just bragging that Kevin Brown is your cousin. Yeah, this is this a ter- is- also, Kevin Brown, if we're replacing Joe, why would you want a play-by-play guy replacing Joe? So not only are you bragging that Kevin Brown's your cousin, yeah, you're setting Kevin Daddy. Brown up to fail because Kevin, you're not even asking Kevin Brown to do what he does great. You just, he, want, you just want to hang out at Ranger games. Yeah, Daddy, Jesus Christ. Up, dude? First uh, of all, Kevin Brown is spectacular. I is, love him. Very, very and what good. the Orioles tried to do to him last summer is a fucking is embarrassment. Miserable. We had a, a whole episode about it. We're trying to replace Joe Micheletti. So you're asking for an analyst to come in. Uh I think people will want me to say or expect me to say Keith Hernandez because it would be funny, but Keith works so well at baseball because it takes him a minute to get to the point. And with hockey, you don't really have that time. Play by uh, a color commentator. I think Bill Raftery would be hilarious. Just imagine, imagine Bonino hits a clapper from the blue line that goes in. You just have a guy yelling and just like going nuts every six seconds. <laughs> I, I, and I just don't know how Sam Rosen would react to all this. I, I think Sam would get startled. I agree. Really? <laughs> I agree. Uh, this is from David. Does it make you like Quick more knowing that how much he's driven by spite hating the Kings? I'll ask another one, too. It's from Viva LaPudge. This one's for Greg. After his performance against the Kings, do you finally have something nice to say about Quick? I still don't. It's yeah, crazy. Once again, it's if you asked me last season to say something mean about Jonathan Quick, I wouldn't have wanted to do it. It would have felt like unnecessarily piling on. And again, when I think back to that cup not winning season for the Rangers, Jonathan Quick isn't the villain of that story in my eyes. So it's it would almost be like someone asking me, hey, Greg, do you hate Greg Holland of the Kansas City Royals? And I'd be like, I got to tell you, I don't register an opinion of Greg really Holland. I think about Greg Holland, yeah. Or, or Chris Young who had some really good pitching performances against the Mets. Guys who made an impact against the Mets in that World Series, but aren't Eric Hosmer. I don't have... 
Salvador Perez, good one. That's probably the best one because when you think Royals, you think Perez, and he quite frankly hasn't been good for years now. I don't care how many homers he hits. He's a bad baseball player. Jonathan Quick, to me, is essentially Salvador Perez, where if someone brings up Salvador Perez, I don't immediately get filled with anger, and I'm not upset. But also, if Salvador Perez was magically a Met and was somehow playing the best baseball of his life, I'd also just be sitting there like, I don't, I don't, I'm not enjoying this. I don't like this. This doesn't taste good. Uh, We only have nine minutes left, so from Pure Guts, this team seems to be developing a lot of little MFers. Rank the top five MFers on this team. Vincent Trocek, Vincent Trocek, Vincent Trocek, Will Will Cooley, Vincent Trocek. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I, man, I don't know. There are other, I I mean, Truba's an MFer for sure. Yeah, so is Barkley Goodrow. Barkley Goodrow is an MFer, and he again, grew a tooth back, bro. He's back. That's crazy. People, people, but people will get upset that we're saying nice things about Barkley Goodrow again. I know his contract. They think I we're part. It. They think we're part of the the um, uh, the deep state, and the, that we're the, pro the Goodrow. Deep Barkley Goodrow state. Yeah, we we Jesus. joke about MSG hating us all the time, but really we are best friends with MSG, and they slide us notes being like, "Hey, can this be another week where you say you nothing guys but say nice this, things?" Say you guys hate us and actually give the real narrative out. Yeah, actually say that Barkley Goodrow is a saint and is part of the reason why the Rangers are so good this season, and that okay. is not a coincidence that Barkley Goodrow all of a sudden comes back in the lineup and the Rangers beat the LA Kings and they lost four nothing to the Washington Capitals while he was out. Do you want to say that on a podcast? And I'm like, absolutely, God. That Checks sounds in the great. mail. Checks in the mail. <laughs> uh, this is from AZK. I don't really understand this question. Why does Greg hate Igor Shosturkin? Why does the Rangers' defense hate Igor Shosturkin? Why do I, I hate Igor Yeah, Shosturkin? I have no idea. What are you talking about? We defend Igor every episode. <laughs> I hate that prick who has the Twitter account that uses Shosturkin in his name. I hate that guy. I actually don't even know who you're talking about. It's exactly. Good I don't. don't Google it. Yeah. Um, I don't. I mean, I just went on a long defense of Igor Shosturkin. It's crazy. This, uh, I hate on for this Igor Shosturkin. It gets crazy. This is from AC, ACRMR. Had Hank beaten the Rangers like this with the Capitals, how long would it take to emotionally recover? I'm not sure I ever would. I'm not sure I ever would. Yeah, but I mean, I don't think Charlie Lindgren had a lot. I, not to quote Sam Rosen or Joe Micheletti directly, it's not like Charlie Lindgren had a lot. Oh, he's just saying if if Hank if, did what yes, Quick did? correct. Yes. <sighs> it would hurt. Yeah, we would talk about it for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, again, the... One of the big what ifs is the Rangers didn't have to buy Hank out. Just didn't have to have. Well, he couldn't play hockey, so that's right. That's why they didn't have to buy. Him I know, out. I know, I know. We don't have time to litigate on this. This is from Tay Russo. Do you think the ultimate Rangers hater Biz is secretly paying off referees in the Toronto front office to make shit up? First of all, the NHL doesn't like Biz like that. That's for sure. And, Se- uh, second of all, do, like does Biz Biz hate the Rangers? I don't. This isn't a brag. I don't want it to sound like a brag. And it's not. Liam McHugh's a friend of the show, so I like the TNT crew. Here's another thing that I think is important. If you guys don't like Biz, you can live in a world where you have no idea what he says. Because, Ryan, I have no fucking idea what Biz ever says. He's excellent at driving up content. Excellent. And he just talks about what teams yell at him. And guess what? Who has the biggest fan bases? The teams that yell at him. (laughs) So Skip Skip Bayless is the first one that did this. But Skip has lost the thread a little bit. And Skip is much more, much more unlikable than Biz. Right. Much more. But Skip started this trend where Skip understood he could get popular if he essentially negged the right fan bases. This was years ago. The version of Skip Bayless that exists today is not the same guy that was appearing on First Take with Stephen A. Smith many moons ago that essentially created, didn't create podcasting, but it essentially created how podcasts modernly are constructed. Biz, 
Biz is just using that playbook. He understands if Biz goes on TV or spitting chiclets or whatever the fuck else he does and says nice things about hockey teams, he's not going to get the interaction he wants. And all he wants is interaction. So by being tricked and falling for his, the Rangers actually are, blah, 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 they suck, blah, blah, blah. He did this with the Islanders last week. He did this with the Penguins a couple weeks ago. This is all he does. He's a one-trick pony. I don't know what Biz actually thinks about anything because I just know he's trying to get the clicks. So I've tuned him out of my life entirely, and I don't know what his opinions are on anything. I assume he hates everybody. I assume he's going to say in three weeks, Connor McDavid is the problem in Edmonton. Just because no, they need the fucking big, content they're, farm. They're, that's a good point, but they're big oiler guys. Sure, and, uh, we'll see. Look, I, I don't. Yeah, I think he does a pretty good job in drum, drumming up actual content for the NHL, which I can't say about many, many people. Um, this is from uh, Oh Terus. I just finished point that that Panarin follow through was wild. For any other team, it's not a penalty. I feel like we say that every single game. You're right. Refereeing is questionable. Um, in all sports, last, by the way. Yeah, that's true. Last and final question, and, and sorry everybody if I didn't get to you, we get to you next week. This is from. Uh, Oh, this is from Live, Laugh, Live again. Whatever. Ryan, Ryan, question for you. We went back. I went back to the Good Hangs episode from earlier this year. On your team, you drafted both Amika Zabinajad and Chris Kreider. You also mentioned that they would be the end of the bar together drinking wine. My question is, how do they split the bill since they both would be the most tenured player on the roster? As a follow-up, why is it correct that Mika pays for all the food and Chris drinks while Chris only takes care of the staff's gratuity, just the tip? Oh, okay. Well, that was a good way to get to that joke. Congratulations. All right, that's the show. That's the show. For, for the record, here's here's how that bill split goes. They don't split it. Kreider every time says he will cover the bill, and Mika Zibanejad is so in love that he believes Chris will cover the bill each time. And then what Kreider does is kill somebody, and he doesn't pay the bill. <laughs> there are bodies in the basement with Chris Kreider. Uh, we have we do have time for one more. Tyler, do, do we put Heedle with Mika and Kreider when he comes back? I don't think so. I think they're going to put him back at center. As they should. This team needs should. center depth. As much that, as I like Nick Benino, this team's a lot better when Nick Benino is not in the top nine. That is correct. This has been the episode. We will back be back later this week with BSBOT. We will talk to you guys then. You can follow me on Twitter at O'Reilly. You can follow Greg at Blue Break. Love you guys. Bye. Hey, it's the end of the show. So you know what I do here. I thank all our Patreon subscribers, mostly by mispronouncing their names, despite knowing a lot of them personally, having them be some friends of mine, and of course... Uh, saying their names literally every week. So, without further ado, I want to thank these members, of which we were up to 96 members. Again, when we started this, I thought it would be 5 to 10 people uh, who would be like our most diehard loyal supporters. There's 96 of you at this point. My voice just cracked like I'm 19 years old. 19, 13 years old. Adam Cassidy, Adam Cohen, Adam Cotrullo, Adam Keach, Alex Flynn, Alex Carter, Amber Cohen-Gensberger, Andrew Ronner, Anthony Gray, Anthony Monturo, Anthony Tanagreta, Ari Zanger, Ben Waters, Ben Weber, Bill Olson, Bill Rotel, Brandon Lacos, Brandon Magnum, Brick Ranger, Brick Guinness, Brian Doherty, Brian Doyle, Brian Gallagher, Brian Mallon, Brian Farrell. So many Brian's. I how did I realize that? Cassidy, Cassidy Roman, two Cassidy's too. CJ. That's not it. CZ. Cezay? Cezay. I oh man, I'm a terrible person. Chris Finelli, Chris Howard, Giselle Wagon, Connor Pedemich, Daniel Delaney, Daniel Dizan, David Narodin, David Siegel, Dan, DJ Banana Jazz, Dylan Bert Schneider, Eric Stagg, Garrett Randis, Greg, Greg, Gretzky, Garrett McFly. I don't know why I still said the Gareth. You took that off. Harrison Hasco, Hello Vanilla, Hippie Pity Nine, Jack Bagley, Jack Grogan, Jack Helium, Jake Keith, two first names, James Masker, Jerry Marquez, Jason Stumer, Jason Zabraski, Jamie Mack, John Hardesty, Johnny Shea, Johnny Thundercock, Jordan, Josh Ketchumam, Josh White, Chris Farda, Cry to Drag, Lee Plummer, Leshik, Gronowski, Lou Giordano, Matthew Goodwin, Matthew Kai, Meatball the Cat, Michael Koenig, Mike, Mike Bucklaw, Mike Manascu, Mike Pasternak, Nate Hanafi, Neil Grover, 
Nikki Palms, uh, G- Nicholas DiNicola, other slash Pascal Perrier, Paul J. Smith, Paul J. Smith, Pavel, Phoenix Ignition, P. Justice Randy Tesser, uh, Ryan Watch Miracle, Swinegart, The Drop BK, Tommy Sinclair, Tommy Tedeschi, Tommy O'Neill, Tony Gregory, Tori from Manhattan, Vinnie Bracco, Will Spector, and Winston, The Golden Retriever. Bark, DD, bark, bark, bark. Okay. Uh, kind of a weird week for me personally. I mean, the holidays are coming, of course. Um, I had the privilege and the honor of purchasing a house recently. And today uh, is the last time I will be recording a podcast where I live in my apartment now. Uh, really weird. Lived here through most of the pandemic. Have lived here for almost four years at this point. Uh, three and a half, something like that. So I've done something like an astronomical amount of podcasts in this little corner of my house, in my living room. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to have a little office now, a little podcast studio. Woo, that's right. It's one of the reasons we, we got the joint. Uh, it's just like so surreal. Like moving sucks. There's nothing more uh, annoying than moving because you're so comfortable where you are. Obviously, I would like to get in the house and all that. But to uh, there's something some sentimental. It's like I've done so many shows here. I've, I've grown so much as a person in this little stupid corner. I've done so many stupid tweets. Uh, and it's, uh, it's, it's always sentimental to like have an end to things. It's like all good things come to an end, right? And you got to appreciate them for what they are. That's part of natural life and grieving. Of course, my friends. But in this case, it's just, uh, wow, I can't believe we've done all this. So uh, thank you for again for all the support. I hate to be all sappy as I tend to get uh, a couple times a year, but it is weird. It's just like I got to pack all my shit up. I'm traveling. I'm flying today for work. I flew. I, was, I, was, I wasn't home for all last week, and now all of a sudden it's like, hey, I'm moving next week, and there's no more podcasts here. And also the most stressful part is getting internet at your new place. It's just, am I going to have internet for Monday night next week to record? I sure hope so. That was the plan. Hope everything goes according to plan because if I don't have internet, that's going to be bad. Uh, Greg will be mad. That'll be sure. So uh, anyway, thank you guys. Going to be a really weird couple weeks for me over here and I'm sure for Greg as well. I don't actually know why for Greg. I'm just saying I think Greg's life is just weird. But weird for me because I'm moving weird for Greg because he's just Greg. So, uh... Anywho, we'll talk to you guys later. I love you guys. Bye.